We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network, affiliated with Age of Radio. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and you are listening to the House of Indie Podcast. This week, I have a very special guest. I have Travis Gibb in the studio, well, virtual studio, but how's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. How are you, Joey? I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm doing really good. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about your work here, man. You are actually, you're currently kickstarting a really cool uh, book right now, and I know you've done quite a bit of them. Um, you've yep. also done a handful of uh, things that, I, that I've actually known, but I didn't know it was you, so that's kind of cool. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about uh, Cthulhu versus Oz, man. Yeah, uh, Cthulhu Invades Oz. Or, is, um, yeah, Invades Oz. I don't know why I said inverses. You're good. It may be in your email. Like the original title was uh, <laughs> uh, Cthulhu versus Oz. So you may have uh, – maybe that's uh, what the, the drive says. So you're there good. We go. you're there good. we go. So, so I'm not misspeaking then. <laughs> yeah, you're not misspeaking. That's what the uh, – Joey is one of the few people who's actually got to read it and see that it's complete. So he can confirm yeah. besides the team that it is a complete book. It has 135 pages of complete story. Um, and that's yeah. not counting the stuff that we're adding to it. We're adding poems, proses, uh, some art pieces, a couple more stories. So it's it's pretty big. But what it is is Cthulhu decides to invade the Wizard of Oz. So basically the storyline is Dorothy, mm-hmm. um, some of the characters from H.P. Lovecraft, um, and she treats them like she does any of uh, the Oz creatures. She treats them nicely and, like, friendly, and she gives them way too much information about this place, Oz, <laughs> and uh, – that triggers Cthulhu and Cthulhu's minions to uh, have a new place to invade. So Cthulhu decides to invade the Wizard of Oz because Dorothy kind of sold them out. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then I've gathered 50 plus creators to, to kind of create this. Basically the best I could find from Mad Cave, from Scout, from SourcePoint Press, Image, Caliber, uh, all these different companies, Action Labs, put them together to do this one really cool anthology. But what's different about this and another anthology is it's one complete story. So I guess yeah. getting to the end, we show different you know, pinpoints of days of the invasion. It's a war. So you see different snippets of what's happening on such and such day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really interesting thing. I think there was another um, another kind of uh, – I actually had uh, a couple of friends from Oneshi Press who actually did something very similar. And they kind of they kind of coined the term artthology because it's one continuing narrative, but many different artists on the book. So um, this is this is really cool. People are a lot more people are kind of doing this thing, man. And it's a great idea. It kind of switches it up a little bit, and uh, uh, that's really awesome. How many creators you said you had over? It's it's fifty two is the current number. Fifty two wow. creators. That's that's a. Big number, man, and this is a big undertaking. So, okay, I, I know uh, doing a Kickstarter and doing a book is really difficult. Number one, just to do on your own. How 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 difficult was it to get all these crazy creatives together to get on a book like this, man? Well, so it's what's really weird is I got extremely lucky. Um, I asked literally, unlike other anthologies where you put up a post and say, hey, who wants to submit? You submit your story, yeah. your art team, blah, blah, blah. I didn't do any of that. I hand asked everybody in this book. Oh, wow. Um, 
not necessarily their art team per se, but most of the writers or either an artist or a writer, I went up to them and said, Hey, I really want you Mm -hmm. in this book. Can you help put together a team? And literally 90% of them said, yes, I only had a couple of them and none of them said, even the people who said no, it's just like, I can't fit it in my workload. Oh wow! Uh, but yeah, I've been working on this for over a year, uh, getting all this together. And I asked literally the best of the best. And they all said, heck yeah, I'm interested in that. Let me write you a story. Let me get it together and, and stuff. That's, that's craziness, man. And to get that many people to kind of be on time. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. When I, I've told the story before. Uh, I hit deadlines. I posted about the deadlines and people were, yeah. you know, a little bit later the stuff, but I had so many professionals at the end deadline. Everyone had their stuff submitted. And then I looked at it and realized that mine wasn't done. Like <laughs> I was the only one who didn't hit deadline. I didn't have my colors done. So uh, it was crazy. Yeah. All my guys had deadlines. All my guys were really passionate about the project and super excited. What What's great about this community and this, when you get a higher caliber of anthologies, like everyone's trying to outdo each other. Oh yeah. See They'd be like, Oh, let me show you this page. And they would, mm-hmm. they would basically be competitions of uh, pages, which is really, really cool. Uh, it's not just people who, uh, so this book, this anthology is not like a lot of anthologies where it's like rookie people who are just kind of trying to get their name out there. Mm-hmm. We do have a couple of guys who are rookies, but most of them are established guys who've done one or two things uh, you know, some of them have been published on the higher publishers and all putting them together. So it's like the higher level Kickstarter in the higher level, um, you know, scout and source points and yeah. uh, mad kid. So I gotta know. So why Cthulhu in Oz? So, so, uh, I think it's just the easiest, uh, thing that, that I could do. I love playing with public domain. I hate public domain superheroes. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> seen the people who try to do these pulp superheroes. I hate it. I don't understand why people want to do it. I, I just, it's not my, my job, but I really wanted to play with uh-huh. iconic characters and getting my friends together. So I thought about two of the, the franchises that do really well on Kickstarter and both are Cthulhu and, and Oz. So I was uh-huh. like, what if they put it together? I mean, cause Tin Man, Lion, Scarecrow, those guys are just uh-huh. as iconic as Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. Like, oh, you yeah. know, their names, you know what they do, you know, mm-hmm. their, their, their main mantra. So, so getting those characters and allowing people to play in kind of that upper tier, uh, I thought would be a, a cool opportunity for everybody. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I didn't know <laughs> Cthulhu and Oz were the ones that did uh, very well on Kickstarter. That's really interesting. Uh, so uh, this is really cool. You work on, on this with tons of great, great artists, man. Um, I, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but is there, is there a, is there a story here? That's one of your favorites. I know you got to say yours number one, right? Yeah. Well, uh, see, mine is not my favorite, not oh, really? because I don't think it's a great story. It's because my story has to set up everybody else's thing. Right? Okay. I didn't want to give that to somebody and say, Hey, you have to write the setup for the plot. <laughs> so I took that out of my own way. I'm not, if we do a sequel, which we're talking about, I'm not yeah. going to do that again. Cause uh, that was, that's not the fun part. Um, my, I have a couple of favorites. So I really love, uh, Richard Rivera's, um, for the guy who does Stabity Bunny, if yeah. you don't know. Also the head publisher of Scoot, mm-hmm. which is an imprint style. He did the Cowardly Lion. I really, really like his story. I really yeah. like his art. It picked, he grabbed, uh, Claire Means from, uh, Shadow Play. I think, I think that's the name of the book. Yeah, Shadow Play. Um, that's a spinoff book. And, and they, they went together and did a lion story, which I really, really liked. Also, we have Greg A. Alises and Brian Severa, yeah. um, Ryan Semek. They all did a, a Wizard of Oz, uh, not was it the Wizard, the Wizard, uh-huh. and the Wizard. 
uh, is really, really, it's a kind of a political like Game of Thrones type of thing. So uh-huh. it's really, really cool to see the wizard play the bigger game. And you know he can, right? Just in the the movie, if you watch the movie, he has a big head and he's manipulating people. It's very Game of Thrones. It's just, you know, way too late. So you see him do some very nasty, cool things uh, in his story that I think are, are pretty, pretty dope. Um, so those are probably my two favorites. Um, yeah, I, I like those. I also like uh, Russell Noti wrote a really good story that was so good that I made it the ending. Uh, Russell does a lot of Kickstarters, and uh, he did The Wicked Witch, um, and kind of like the return of Wick- The Wicked Witch, and The Wicked Witch uh, going against Cthulhu and, and their evilness together was just a lot of fun. I know that you've done uh, some other work. You've you've uh, worked yeah. on Voodoo Nations and uh, Broke Down and Four Dead Bodies, uh, and you, and you recently just uh, did a, a small little signing in a, in a local shop over there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, this last weekend. We did a Voodoo Nation signing. So um, one of the things that I'm known for is on Kickstarter, I actually get my book in the stores. So about fifty or sixty retailers uh, that actually buy heavy quantities of my book, not just uh-huh. you know one or two for the shelf, like fifty to a hundred. This particular store has a quantity of two hundred. They had a store exclusive. We all signed it and did all sorts of stuff for Voodoo Nations. Uh, Voodoo Nations is a story of two missionaries that go off to Brazil. Um, okay. When they get there, they uh, try to you know do good, do, do wonderful things for the community. Yeah. Uh, but a uh, local voodoo priest does not like it and he messes up their day. Uh, that's kind of, kind of the story of how it goes. And we, we follow these guys as it messes up their world. It chases them to New Orleans, to Mexico, all over the, the globe as voodoo has kind of infected these people and, and what happens. It's, it's very, very dark. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do. Uh, it just actually, believe it or not, I've been so busy with Cthulhu and Oz. It actually just went on, uh, Comicsology yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, didn't but- even know. Just found out this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah, I actually uh, that's where I seen it on Comicsology. I saw both oh, of them yeah. on there, <laughs> and that's kind of funny that you say that. Yeah, uh, super cool, man. And I'm actually probably gonna read it because I haven't read it myself, but I've heard of both of them. I was like, I've heard, where have I heard of these books before? Um, so, so, I mean, and you know, our, our little indie community is kind of small and it's really weird. Yeah, it, it's small, but there is, there it's, is people who get their name noticed and people who don't like there's, yeah, I have conversation with somebody and I'm like, Oh, look at, I love this book. They're like, I've never heard of that. I was like, what are you talking about? I've never <laughs> heard of my favorite book on Kickstarter is a book called the crossing. Have you ever heard of that? No, no, exactly. No. The crossing is done by the guy who does the art of, Alex Manucci, I think is his name, the guy who does Sync. Okay. Uh, which you've probably heard of Sync, right? Yeah, 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 I've heard of the yeah. Sync. But and, uh, and so the, the name crossing sounds is familiar. a story about this girl who dies on a, a on a, at a railroad and literally is like this crazy goth girl who just harasses this dude to figure out why she was murdered. Oh, and wow. then you find out there's a whole bunch of other ghosts around. But ghosts in this world aren't like normal like all people who become ghosts mm-hmm. something made all these individual people ghosts and it's all connected to one person wow uh, which is really really yeah really really cool that but yeah and uh, we were talking about broke down uh broke down four dead bodies that's also on comicology mm-hmm. on kickstarter it's uh two guys break down on the side of the road 
They got four dead bodies with them. They got a case, lots of guns, lots of violence, lots of F words. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so super cool, man. So how, so how do you, how do you go from, from doing, uh, two stories that are, that are kind of uh, in the darkish realm to kind of go into something like this and kind of play with, uh, a, a story that is, you know, uh, familiar to a lot of people? It's, it's, it's very, very different, you know, um, in the crime genre, you know, starting a broke down crime is a, uh, such a small genre. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you look at any publisher, they'll have one book that's crime and it's always their least selling crime, the book. Mm-hmm. So I, I started out there. I was just like, you know, I love crime. I love the genre. I'm a huge hundred bullets fan, stray bullets. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these, these things that, that are crime focused. I love them. Sin city. These are great, but they're so few and far between to find a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started out there and I, I, I knew I was a good writer. People told me I was a good writer, but when I was pitching it to publishers, they were just like, you know, I don't know how to, we don't know how to sell this, mm-hmm. you know? So when I went to Voodoo Nations, I did a little bit of horror and they were like, oh, we know how to sell that. We can do that. So publishers kind of bit. Um, and then when I went to Cthulhu and Oz, I was just like, how do I do something that's completely marketable to everyone? I, I don't need to explain it, right? It broke down avoided bodies. I need to explain what that is. Voodoo Nations, I need to explain what that is to a point. Mm-hmm. Cthulhu mm-hmm. invades Oz. You know Cthulhu and you know Oz. Like, yeah. if you don't, like, you're probably not uh, an indie guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, man. And, and it's right there in the title. Like, right, exactly. Like everything you need to know <laughs> right there in the title, man. Um, cool. Um, Wait, breaking announcement. Breaking announcement right here on the show, Joey. Ready? All right. We are 50% funded. Are you seriously? Because I was looking at that, and I was like, "What is it?" So we, yeah, so we you, just made it. Two hundred sixty-nine so with ten thousand one hundred and thirteen dollars. Wow! So I need to update this because the one I'm looking at is not updated. So that's that's really yeah, cool. So that on, page. on the show, <laughs> on the show, you hit it. Oh, there it is. Refresh the page. That's awesome, dude. Fifty percent. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. dude, that's awesome because, because, uh, I, I, cause I watched you guys, I watched your little, your launch party and all that stuff. And, um, this was a really cool, uh, story when I, when I saw all the creators you had on there, I was like, whoa, this is a ton of people. I know uh, most, uh, most of the, a lot of those people I have already spoken to as well on, on either, yeah. either of my shows. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm interested. I'm interested now. I got to look at this and, um, super cool. I really hope other people are going out there. So I stress guys, this book is really good. I'm looking at it right now in front of me. It's a good looking book. Um, uh, super cool. I'm actually looking at my buddy, uh, Silverbacks's, uh, page here with David Burns writing. Well, did you see the announcement that we did too? Um, are you, I assume you're a fan of steak. Have you, have you checked that steak? Yes. I, I backed steak. I backed yours. Uh, um, so you get yeah. the free print that has the Brian Silverback. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, man. there's a yeah. really cool print that we did for both. Both, if you both, David and I are friends. We've been friends for a long time. So you get both, which is really cool. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, he's a pretty good uh, dude. Uh, they both are. Uh, I actually do a live. I don't know if you know this. I do a live uh, broadcast every Monday with Brian Silverbacks. So, oh, nice. so yeah, we do one every day. I got, I got, I actually got to gear up to do one here this afternoon with him. So, uh, but yeah, man, this is awesome. I'm all in on this one. As soon as I saw this, uh, I, I logged off of that, that, uh, that launch party and I immediately hit that button, man. And I'm backed. I'm, I'm, I'm in on this one. So, uh, nice. I'm excited to get this book. Um, 
and uh, uh, this 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 is going to be really cool. I will probably be doing an unboxing and talking to everybody about it when we when it gets here. So, really cool, dude. Uh, we're going to take a small break here. After the break, I want to get into your creative process a little bit. Um, so when we come back, I will ask you all about that good stuff. All right. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and we are back from a break, and I'm still here with Travis Gibb. He is the creator of Cthulhu Invades Oz that is out on Kickstarter right now. And as you guys heard before the break, right here as we are recording, he hit his 50% goal, man. Uh, that's, how does that feel, dude, at 50% right now? I mean, it's such a big thing, right? So my normal Kickstarter, you know, raises between three and six thousand, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. So to get to ten thousand yeah. is just crazy. It's just crazy, and it's so awesome that so many people believe in this project that they want to be part of this, yeah. that uh, they, they want to take this to the next level. Uh, it, it, it warms my heart, man. I'm super excited. It allows. I made a promise. Uh, you were on the launch party. I made a promise to some of the creators that. If we got to 50% in a week, which was nine o'clock tonight, that I would, uh, green light the next project. So that means we're going to have a sequel to this. Nice. We're going to start green lighting that. So that's really cool. Um, uh, do you remember what that sequel is going to be, Joey? I do not. There, I knew, I know we were talking about it, but yeah, uh, it's a uh, Cthulhu invades Wonderland. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, man. I remember that, that this is going to be so fun. Yeah. Cause you were, you were cool enough to actually, uh, let me join you guys on your, yeah. on your launch party, uh, video there. So we got to hang out and talk a little bit about this stuff. Um, dude, that's a great idea, man. I hope you yeah. guys do more of these kinds of things. Wonderland. Uh, uh, do you have any other ideas of what you guys might invade? Well, I'd like to do a sequel to this one at some point, like a direct sequel, uh, like Cthulhu Invades Oz 2, because okay. the reason why I said it, that there's so many stories that need to be told in between, mm-hmm. and I would love to do something with continuity, feel like a Marvel in DC, like what does continuity look like? You cannot, you know, Tin Man goes crazy on this level, or Scarecrow goes crazy, or this happens to, or uh, TikTok dies, you know, whoever dies, whatever the case would be. I'd love to be able to have to be a little bit uh, more particular and talk about continuity and kind of play with what that mm. looks like. Um, awesome. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to do that. So. All right. I promised everybody that we were going to kind of get into your uh, creative process here a little sure. bit. So before you approach an idea or, or a book, uh, what is your, the, one of the first things that you have to do before you actually, uh, put a pen to the paper and all that stuff? What do you do to kind of get it out of your head? Um, well, I mean, that, that involves pen and paper eventually. Uh, but yeah, yeah, what I do, uh, when I have an idea, I, I write the idea down. Uh, well, first actually I sit on it. I sit on it for about two days. If I still think about it, I know it's a good idea. I I know a lot of people like write everything down. It could be great. No, I believe if you forget about it, it probably wasn't that great because if you don't remember it, nobody else. I'm the same way. I got, I've got a couple stories in my head right now that I'm like, how do I get this out of my head? 
I'm not a I'm not a comic book creator. I'm not a writer. Sure. I'm not an artist. Like this right here, what I'm doing here with you right now, this is my thing. This is my niche right here. Right, creative this, is, outlet, right. this is my yeah. This is my artwork right here. But uh uh uh, to I have this story, these two stories in my head. I'm and I and it's the same thing. When I heard them, when I thought about them, I was like, ah, I can't get them out of my head, and I still can't get them out of my head. So I'm just like, I got to use these. So I understand that aspect. Yeah, I think it's important. Uh, I think a lot of people just want to write so that anything they they think everything that comes out of them is great, and I I just don't believe that. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you write it down. So when it's good, after a couple of days, you write it down. And then what I do is I normally do an outline before I do a script and I plan out everything it's going to be, you know, from beginning to end, the whole thing. I don't necessarily stick to that, but I want to write it out one time. Here's what I think it should be. Blah, 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 blah. Part A, here's what happens. Issue one, two, three, four, whatever the case would be. Kind of plan it out because that gives me an idea of how long it's going to be and what kind of the motivation to it is. Um, and then before I even write the script, I always write one scene. I want to see one scene and see how it plays and see how I feel about it. Okay. You know, because I think that that's also important. Um, and then from there, I go into the character development. So for me, characters, I believe that everybody on this planet has one thing that has broken them. Mm. One thing that they just can't get over, whatever that is. And it defines every decision they make in their life, whether or not they realize it or not. So for my characters that are going to be main characters, I try to figure out that one brokenness because then I know based on that brokenness, how do they respond to such and such thing that happens? Um, So I kind of build it around that brokenness and it it gives them that depth that they need to, to really move them forward. And it helps me when I get stuck. What makes this person really tick? How do I move them forward? What is the, most difficult part of the process is it is it the scripting process or or does it just all come natural to you um the most difficult hmm, that's an interesting question the most difficult part is uh trying to figure out um what to do with the ideas once i have them right so who is going to be the best fit to put this together Mm -hmm. um and what what is the the bigger story that i'm trying to tell um, I struggle with, uh, I'm really good at dialogue, but I'm really, I'm not that great at writing out a uh, scene description, right? I'm not good at okay. top left angle going down, you know, camera <laughs> paying from bird's eye view on the ground. I'm not as good as that. Yeah. But I, if I don't do that, how am I going to make sure that I get some of these angles that I want? My degree comes in, I have a film degree, so I really want to, to use some of those tactics, but how do I do that? and stay affirming to the artist. And that's really tough. That's not but my biggest struggle that I have. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's one of those things too. Like uh, how much of that do you want to leave to the artist kind of, you know, taking, taking charge of the direction there in that moment, because uh, time and time again, we've, we, we speak to all these creators and, and that's what they, they say, you know, I can give them uh, that kind of direction all I want, but when it comes down to it, they know, they know where it needs to go more than I do sometimes. Do you, do you find that to be true as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm all about picking my battles, right? Like I know people who, you know, every page is, it has to be perfect. And from certain experts, I've worked with them. Um, you know, I've, I've worked for a couple other companies that I have in production right now. And I've seen like the art director. Well, I'm like, I'm fine with it. And that art director is ripping them apart to make sure <laughs> perfect. And I see value in that, but I also see 
every time that they attack these artists, mm-hmm. they produce subpar work as they keep going. Mm. So I would rather pick one or two pages that I'm like, no, this is what I need. Yeah. This is super important to the story and the rest kind of let it play out because the biggest problem with comics today as it is, is finishing, right? Yeah. Tons of people mm-hmm. on issue ones. It's, it's those mm-hmm. issue twos and threes. And it, it doesn't, that's not just Kickstarter. That's even publishers. You'll yeah. see publishers where issue one and two will come out on time. And then issue three is six months late. Issue four is, is the time of that. Or any of these major crossovers. They started amazing because they have a great idea, but the, the ending we just don't care and it's lackluster. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes the, 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 uh, the upper execs or whatever get involved and you're just like, come on, you're messing with the story. Anyway, that's another story. Right. That's big. Uh, that's the big two kind of stuff. We, well, we're not- <laughs> sometimes they should, right? When, uh, yeah. Tom King wrote us a uh, five pages of a dream, five issues of a dream sequence of Batman and bore us in one of the greatest stories he's ever told. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> no, uh, don't get me on a Tom King kick because you and I differ. <laughs> we have differing opinions on his Batman run, his entire Batman run. I'll, yeah, I we'll, like the Bane arc. I like we'll, the Bane arc. I, I we'll don't talk. like parts. I, yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk off air. I'll let you know my real thoughts about that one because they are really. So Tom King's not going to be a guest. And if he is, he's not going to be happy. Is that what no, you're saying? Yeah. He'll probably, I, I'll probably get a phone call saying, don't ever say his name again on this show. And I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, yeah. I, I mean, he did great on Mr. Miracle or, or yeah, you know what I mean? And, yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, and then the visions, right? And visions. Yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, but don't, don't do Batman again, which <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately he's doing more too. So, um, anyway, people love it. Whatever. We're talking about indie comics. Not he's a spin really. off. So it's fine. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, yeah, man, super cool. Uh, uh, I'm excited for this book to come out. I, I've been reading it. I, 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 I intentionally did not want to read it because I want right. to wait till it's in my hands. Like, I'm glad that I have a, have a, a PDF copy and I'm sure I think I got the tier where I'm actually going to get another one, but, uh, I, I'm glad cause I'll read it, but I want to have it in my hands before I actually start reading it. Um, so I didn't want to get too in depth into the story. I read a little bit of your story in the beginning there. But I was like, I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this to when I actually can get my paid for copy. I don't know if that's yeah. just, but, uh, anyway, man, uh, I'm excited. I'm glad you guys are hitting goals here. Uh, I want to see, see that Wonderland, uh, invades, uh, Cthulhu, Cthulhu. Like I can't even say Cthulhu. They hold Cthulhu on. That's, a, that's another thing, dude. <laughs> that's another thing I wanted to talk to you. So, so how, how difficult? Cause I, I talked to, uh, Russell Nolte on the last episode. And, uh, we talked about his book, Cthulhu is hard to spell. So, and, and I told him, I was like, dude, it's not only is it hard to, to spell, it's hard to say (laughs) sometimes. And, and, uh, I, I got, I went down a a rabbit hole one day. I was like, okay, let's see how the people pronounce this thing because that's weird. The way the spellings anyway, number one. And I went down and I found one dude who said, well, well, uh, HB Lovecraft intended it to, to be said this way. And then I was talking to Russell and he was like, no, that's not true. And I was like, ah, well, I, I think I, I would, I, I'm talking to you. So I think I have more, I'm, I think I, uh, understand your point of view a little bit better than this person I don't know. So, uh, so how do you feel about, uh, Cthulhu and the way it's spelled and the way it pronounced? How do you, how do you pronounce it? It's Cthulhu is how, how I pronounce it. Okay. Um, 
dialogue. I, I try not to get involved in that. Like, cause that's, it's just, it doesn't matter at the same time. Have you ever like watched a movie adaptation of a, one of your favorite books and they're yeah. saying the name differently than you ever had in your head oh. and it drives you crazy? Like, like just, I, I try not to let that bother me. And like that whole, uh, when they, you know, when they were doing the Venom movie and they, they showed like a little snippet of, of how the doctor was saying uh, symbiote. As she said, uh, right. symbiote, and everybody was like, no, that's not the way you say it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I understand that. <laughs> people well, get- and, and people are, are, are fanatics about this, right? You, you can hate the, you know, Spider-Man three and the Venom and that all you want, but you're never going to get a more true origin from him pulling off the suit and it falling on, uh, what was it? No, who was the, uh, who was the actor who played the first Eddie Brock? Uh, yeah, uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, and I love that scene where he goes, uh, you know, uh, which is straight out of from the comic books is, mm-hmm. is God, please, please just do one thing for me. Kill Peter mm-hmm. Parker. It was yeah. just so comic booky yeah. and classic. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love Sam Raimi for that. And, but, but I think, <laughs> I think we could have had a better actor do that. Like be Eddie Brock in that movie. Anyway, we'll go on. We'll go into another tangent about that. We'll talk about. We could do. We could do a whole episode of random stuff like that, man. You should come on the show. Random things that make you mad, right? Right. You should come on the show with me and Brian Silverbacks, and we can talk all about that stuff later, dude. Because that's basically that's all we do. We sit there and talk about geeky stuff, and we go on tangents on. uh, It's usually me who don't doesn't like the stuff he likes. Oh man. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a really good conversation today. I think I have a different opinion than he does about something. So it's going to be a good one. Uh, but anyway, um, tell everybody before we head out of here, tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where they can, uh, grab this book on Kickstarter, all that stuff. Plug away. Sure. Yeah. For, so for broke down and four dead bodies, if you want my crime stuff, it's finishing up at the beginning of this year. So you have a complete story. Uh, broke down for dead bodies.com. Uh, again, two guys break down on the side of the road. Lots of guns, lots of violence, lots of F words. Um, voodoo nations. You can grab it at voodoo nations.com. Uh, you've got wonderful voodoo priest. If you, if you like that kind of evil stuff, we've got Stan Yak doing a cover, all sorts of evilness over there. Uh, Cthulhu invades Oz. You got 22 days to get involved in this. It's Cthulhu invades.com. That'll bring you to the Kickstarter page. Check it out. Really want to be part of this. It's it's really, really cool. You're going to see some names that you recognize from Richard Rivera to David Byrne to uh, who else? We got Brian Silverback. We just talked about him. We've got David Galliano. We've got Jonathan Hendricks. Yeah. Hendricks, who is going to be lining up with Recount. Everybody's going to be talking about the next couple of weeks. Kind of see them as uh, early on and see what they, they put together because this book's been in works for a long time. Yeah, you got oh, tons man. of people, tons and tons of people. Yeah, uh, and uh, for me, uh, Jester Lou is my uh, Facebook and Twitter, or you can find me on Facebook at Travis Gibb. Awesome, man. We I appreciate you coming on, hanging out with me right here on the House of Indie Podcast. Come on, guys. You guys got to go out there and invade this Kickstarter. How's that? Is that is that a good pun? Yeah. Is that I like pun? that. That's a good pitch. That's a, that's a good one. Oh, I, I thought of a tagline the other day, way late in the campaign. You ready? You want to hear the tagline? Let's hear it. Welcome to the Bloody Brick Road. Oh, there you go. 
Isn't that good? That's really good, dude. That is really good. Too bad I've been in publishing for a week trying to uh, already (laughs) pitching the book before I came up with that. But still, it's good. (laughs) Hey, better better late than never, man. (laughs) All right. All right, Travis, we appreciate you coming on, hanging out here. Uh, We will see you guys next time. And I'm telling you guys, get out there and be a part of this Kickstarter. Uh, You're going to love it. Thank you for listening to The House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez. I will see you later. Can you say The House of Indie? The House of Indie.